We're calling plays with offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach for Westlake football, Kirk Rogers. And Coach Rogers, thanks so much for joining us. The The idea of physicality has been a theme throughout the entire season. A couple of conversations with some of your wide receivers, and it's starting to really become evident that Jackson Coker and the school of blocking and the physical nature of the way the wide receivers play football without the football has really started to take shape. And it's now more of a culture than something you have to coach. You kind of nailed it on the head. You know, it, it kind of real came to a culmination last year with that group of receivers we had leading, you know, with Jackson Coker and also Luke Nicholas. Um, you know, we've been here seven years and we've been trying to create that physicality and it was kind of a deal that was tough to do. And talking to receivers to play without the football is way more important than playing with the football. You know, in our production point system, you get five production points for an RBI where, the, where you only get three production points for a catch. So that kind of tells you how important it is. But once those two kind of got it started, it just, it, it affected the whole team and you know I'll ever be grateful to those two everybody just started following in suit and now we're having a lot of fun with it and it's helping our football team out well and you notice that some of the guys that are more high profile you know guys like Jaden Greathouse who's still you know very much a, a young guy he is starting to learn how that can affect his play as well not just the downfield blocking that he has to engage in but how he can benefit when the ball comes his way and you saw Ben Salazar downfield throwing a block you saw you know Nicholas Watanabe downfield even little Red Gieske was mixing it up downfield and that and that tells you where you are when even your star players are willing to to take that kind of risk and and really produce for the team but we always tell them you know it's as important for you to get your block it is an old lineman what makes you think you're any different than them they've got an assignment to do and they've got a guy out of block so it's the same for us and you know hopefully we get 10 bodies on 10 and then the running back or whoever the ball carrier is he, he's got to make the 11th man miss but it's our job it's the lineman's job to get them to us and it's our job to get them in that's why we call them rbis it's runs batted in once the lineman get them to us then it's our job to get them in i think it's also unique when it comes to actually catching the ball because it's not just without the ball but it's being physical with the ball as well right yeah it is it's a mentality you know and i think you know it stems starting from blocking but then it just it just goes through your whole game when you're physical blocking then you become more of a physical runner and one of the other things is that that coach dodge does a really good job of is when he sees a guy working out there and blocking you you can pretty much bet he's about to throw him a catch and he's going to love him up for doing that and you know i think that's helped tremendously because they know their efforts get paid off and and when you can flip a football out there on a screen or flip the football out there on a on a bubble and get some yardage it, it does nothing but helps our offense out plus it gives nothing but you more touches so it, it kind of goes back to the the thing in life when you do something for somebody else it comes back for you tenfold and so that's that's kind of the cool thing about it is they see that in action you've been with coach dodge for a very long time what was that first interview at south lake carroll like for you when you walked in and said hey i'm i'm kirk rogers and i'd like to i'd like to coach the wide receivers for for the dragons what was that first meeting between you and coach dodge like it was really interesting. It, it wasn't much of an interview. I met Coach Dodge at a Hardin-Simmons passing camp when Riley was in the sixth grade. I think it was around 2000. And so we created a friendship. And he always said, your first impression was a really great impression. And, and we've kind of just kept up through the years. And, you know, he told me when you were ready to coach, he said, I'll have a job for you. And so it was several years down the line. And at that time, he had made several runs at South Lake Carroll. So I was like, I bet he don't have a job for me now. One day I saw him at a coaching commission. I said, Coach Dodge, you know, I'm interested in getting a coaching up in the Metroplex. You know, if you hear anything, could you please let me know? And fast forward a little bit, he had a he had an opening 
kind of coming open at the same time. And so he flew me down there and basically I spent the night with him on my interview. So it's kind of unique. Uh, I don't know how much football we talked. It was basically just kind of seeing if I was a fit, you know, he's known me for so long and I consider them part of my family. I spoke at his daughter, Molly's wedding. We've been pretty tight knit for a long time. I think it's also unique that the family aspect is a theme that he preaches because everybody asks me, you know, what's, what's coach Dodge got that, that somebody else doesn't have what makes him great. And I said, it has nothing to do with play calling. It has absolutely nothing to do, in my opinion, with his abilities as a, as a head coach. It has everything to do with who he hires and, and who he retains off of staffs. And I, and I start thinking about the roster of coaches, you, Tony Salazar, Brian Vosick, Jason Jones, the, the guys that he number one brings up and, and coaches from a young coach's perspective, which is something that you have now that you've been with him so long, would you say that that's really his strongest asset is the ability to recognize good coaching, coach them up and really make them shine talent wise. Absolutely. He, you know, he, he does a great job mentoring us and kind of getting us down the road. But you know, the thing that coach Dodge, I really appreciate him is how he takes care of us. It makes your job really easy as a coach when, when he protects you from everything that's on the outside that you don't need to know about, he takes it on his plate. So therefore you can just worry about coaching football and you know, what a great man he is and and, and what a great guy to work for. I think it's also indicative of how the trust factor starts with him, floats down to the staff, then makes it to the captains, then makes it to the team. Overall is that theme of trust. We talked about it a lot in our conversations over the last seven years. This year, with COVID-19 protocols, winning the state championship, and having that tangible item on the shelf, whether it's the trophy, the medal, or the ring, these kids now understand that trust is something that not only do you have to earn, but you have to keep. Trust is a really hard word to do. It's easy to say, but it's really hard. And it's kind of like you said, once you lose trust, it's hard to gain back. You know, you can't kind of trust somebody. You got to totally trust them or you don't trust them at all. There's not, there's not really much middle ground. And, you know, these kids have done a really great job of building that trust by doing what they're supposed to do. And, and for the most part, taking care of their business, taking care of things they can control. So the trust factor of when they get away from us, it, it's, it's pretty easy to trust them to take care of their business. Let's talk about Bowie. What do you see from the Bulldogs? Obviously, they are a juggernaut offensively this year. They've been able to throw the ball all over the place. Their second-year quarterback, Diego Tello, fantastic as far as getting the ball on people. We'll get to him and the offense, but you don't have to look very far to find the talent on the defensive side of the ball. What do you see that Bowie's doing differently with their personnel this year defensively? It's not a whole lot different schematic-wise. Uh, Bowie always poses challenges because they are they get in a lot of man-to-man situations, which is exciting for us we haven't seen a whole lot of that this year. So I'm kind of excited to see with this new group of receivers kind of where, where we stack at right now. So it, it's going to be a great opportunity to have a lot of one-on-one matchups and, and see what kind of route runners we are and see what kind of things we can do to manipulate a DB. You know, we see it in practice a lot, but we, we really haven't got an opportunity in a game. So that that's what's going to be exciting to, to see if see if our stuff that we've been doing, you know, on the practice fields transfers to the, to the game field. And so it, it, it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, they play – what you call two man a lot and man free so the underneath guys are man to man and they got help over the top so they can be really aggressive on their press techniques so that is a wide receiver is a difficult situation because they've got help so they can be a lot more aggressive so when when that happens you know you've got to really rely on your techniques and do things to get yourself some separation and what's fun about talking like this uh, as a precursor number one you face a very good defensive backfield in Akins, and I know everybody looks at the score 48 to nothing but 
but it came up at quarterback club on Tuesday. We saw it at really the entire game, just how good Aiken's defensive backfield was. Obviously, you have similar athletes with Bowie. Jason Gaines is one of those guys that you have to account for, a two-way starter, and a guy that can create havoc. This is where I think the gamesmanship really comes into play. Drilling down and finding that adversity. Maybe the adversity isn't there from 30,000 feet as far as what the score is going to be at the end of the night, but really filing those tiny little battles throughout the game that kind of shows you what you're dealing with team-wise. Well, I'm excited. You know, we don't have to be playing our best football right now, but we need to be moving towards that as we get towards the playoffs. And this is a great opportunity, super great opportunity to see kind of when we get to some matchups and it, and, and we get them in some one-on-one matchups to see if, see if they can produce or not. What do you see from Diego Tello? He kind of got thrown to the wolves last year with the injury to Trinidad Sanders. I know everybody was kind of looking forward to seeing what he would look like in a Bowie uniform. Didn't happen, but you did see Diego last year, and now that you see him this year, it's a little bit different story uh, with with the way that he can put the ball on people now, and it's really led to their success offensively. Yeah, he's a good player. What I've seen, I've been impressed. You know, I think he does an outstanding job of, of leading his football team down the field and, and putting drives together and, and making plays when it's time for him to make plays. I heard Coach Salazar talk about him, and, you know, I know he's going to be a handful. And it's always a comforting deal when you've got Coach Salazar in the other office because uh, he usually has a pretty good plan, but he, he knows that that quarterback is a really good player for him. We had a chance to sit next to the booth at Midway. You know, normally we have some stuff taped up and and we can't see you we don't want to distract you I'm constantly intrigued, and I think a lot of people are constantly intrigued by your job up in the booth and how you help Coach Dodge down on the field. And we've talked about this some in years past. Remind people exactly what it is, your your main setup, and how you go about helping the offense in what I call the catbird seat. And that's what it is. You know, I'm I'm kind of kind of his eyes in the sky. And when you get down to field level, sometimes it's hard it's hard to see as a coach down there. And so me and Coach Dodge have been together for so long that I can pretty much paint the picture for what's going on when I'm sitting up in the box and he can he can visualize it down there. We spend a ton of time watching film together and we've you know obviously coached a long time together so I can talk to him and we kind of almost have our own language you know and so he knows exactly what I'm saying. Somebody else on the staff might not know but we've kind of been together and I'll say hey you're getting the look that we got against Flower Mound Marcus in 2006. You know, <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'll kind of explain it to some of the younger coaches later. They'll, they'll ask, like, well, what were you talking about? I said, oh, we, we faced that same thing a long time ago. He would know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's easier to describe it that way. But the big part of us just being on the same page and, and relaying what I'm seeing up there, because obviously you can study a lot of film during the week. But when you get to Friday night, I mean, people do different things. They're, they're going to attack you in different ways. And, you know, it's kind of my job up there to kind of say, hey, here's what we're getting. You know, here, this is a little different from practice. It's the same as we've seen or allowing him to communicate that to the kids on the sidelines. That's always good to have smart kids like that. And they, they make all that stuff work. And speaking of the kids, we've had a number of conversations over the last couple of years with obviously what has been a very special wide receiver room. And, uh, you know, not to go completely sentimental or too mushy here, but one of the things that I think is really special about this staff, obviously led by Coach Dodge, Coach Salazar, yourself, Coach Murdoch, the theme of love is always there. Your players have absolutely no problem telling me that, you know, one of the things that Coach Rogers always says to us is that, 
you know, men, I love you and, and I care about you way more than you think I do. Can you give us your philosophy on, on why you're so honest with the kids about how you feel about them personally? I don't have any kids and that's what I tell them. Y'all are my kids and I'm going to treat you just like I would treat my kid because we got in this business for a reason. We got in this business because we care about kids and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a type of coach and I understand I'm hard on them and I demand a lot out of them and you know, I'm trying to coach them to be the best they can be but, but they need to understand too that ultimately I'm here to be their mentor. I'm here to be another father figure for them. I'm here to help many Way, any way I can. You, you can talk to old receivers that I've had and I give them the same spill. They always ask me why I have a 325 area code and it, it's never going to change. So you'll always know where my number is. So it could be 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line. If you ever need anything, my door is always open and I get calls late at night at times and situations like that. And, and that's really ultimately why we get in this job. And I know that being a coach and when you're coaching them hard, you've always got to let them understand that it's, it's not a personal attack on you. This is about your play, but ultimately as a person, I care about you as a person. I love you. You know, I'm going to do anything I can to help you, to to mentor you in your life. And y'all are probably one of the most important things to me because I don't have any kids. Y'all are my kids. I think that accountability is really the main point, coach. You're hard on them because you're trying to get the most out of their performance. You're trying to get the most out of their talent and they have high expectations of themselves coming in. But I think they're smart enough to understand that this is not all you care about. And I think that's the main point that we're driving at during our Shop of the Week podcasts is people care about this a whole lot and you care about it a whole lot, but it's not the main thing that we care about. It's part of the experience of being a football player at Westlake. Who's that one group of wide receivers in your career where you feel like, okay, these guys completely get what I'm selling. What's that one group where you had that aha moment of as a coach and went, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I hate to kind of admit this because I hate playing favorites, but you know, the, the group that we had last year and, and you know, I don't like talking a lot in the past, but you know, I want to give credit where credit's due. That, that was an unbelievable group of receivers and, and they got a lot of credibility throwing and catching and touchdowns and runs after catching things like that. But that, that wasn't what made them special to me. What made them special to me was kind of the unselfishness of what we talked about earlier with blocking and playing without the football and clearing out for your buddy to get a ball and getting way more excited when they score a touchdown than when you score a touchdown and off the field, not having any problems and, and hearing stories about how they're helping people in the community. And those kind of things go a long way and they're all special to me. But that one might be just a little bit more just because it was it was pretty much a drama-free year, and that's that's hard to find in the receiver room sometimes. And, and I understand that because I was a receiver, and so you know I know there's some drama because we're we can be divas, but you know that group last year was not really like that. And the thing that I appreciate about it, it is it has changed the way it is this year too, because these kids saw that and saw how it was done. So it, that makes it easy as a coach because you've got the great example right there. You don't have to really you just tell them watch those guys. What did those guys do? And so that makes it really. Really easy. 